morning, everyone. Well, I must say, I love the way that you fellowship. I, uh, I have a feeling, Mark, that you'd still be here if you let them go, and they'd still be going. So that's, that's great. Uh, as, a, as a pastor of many years, um, it's, uh, it, it always is encouraging and a blessing when you see people that uh, love to be together, and uh, in a, you get the sense that they love each other, and uh, I get that sense here today, and it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's great to be here. It's great to be back again, and I believe uh, last time, Pastor was away, I believe, on a trek around Cape Breton on his motorcycle, I believe. I think that was, uh, and I think he couldn't go on his motorcycle to where he is now. And so he's uh, a different uh, mode of transportation. But it is a, uh, a, ple- a pleasure and a privilege to be with you uh, again in Bathurst. Uh, for those of you that haven't met my wife, Bonnie, uh, this is Bonnie here to my left. And uh, uh, I. By way of introduction, I always like to get this uh, kind of out of the way uh, and just confess that I'm, uh, I'm not a Canadian, and that's not a good thing, I know. But I married a Canadian 42 years ago, so I'm, I'm an American, born in, in Maine, uh, but I married, uh, married, I married up and I married well. Uh, and uh, I certainly, we've lived in Canada now for the past uh, a little over nine years. Uh, we moved from Lincoln, Maine, where we had been pastoring uh, for 22 years there, to uh, Waypoint Church in Quispamsis, New Brunswick, and we were there uh, almost nine years, and uh, we got done in Quispamsis last June and moved to Murray Corner. Now, how many of you know where Murray Corner is? A half a dozen of you. Okay, that's good. You got to go to Shediac, go to Capillay, and keep going. Before you get to the Port Elgin Circle, you take a left, and that heads you down along the shore. And Before you get to the Confederation Bridge, that'll take you to the island. We're right there on uh, Route 955, and uh, very thankful and Blessed and blessed to be here today. I do want to give, uh, uh, I mentioned pastor before, but I want to give honor to your pastor uh, and his wife, Andrew and Pam, as they enjoy their time away. We remember them. Uh, I know you miss them when they're gone, and we certainly give honor to them, and we want to thank them for the invitation and the opportunity to be here today uh, to share with you. Today... It's a very special day. Uh, today is Mother's Day, and if that's, uh, if that's news to you, then I'll pray for you, because if you're just finding out, then uh, you have some ground to make up uh, the rest of the day, and it may take you more than today. Uh, certainly, uh, these, are, these are significant days. Uh, they are special days. My, my prayer, my hope is that in this service, uh, and uh, thank you, worship team, for leading us uh, beautifully. Thank you for all those who have served us this morning. My prayer is that in this service, in the entirety, from even 
uh, walking in and your, your, your welcome and your greeting from the moment that you came to the very closing of our service. My prayer is that you will uh, feel a special sense of honor today uh, that you certainly deserve. So this morning, uh, we want to give honor to mothers, the mothers among us who gave birth to children. We also want to honor mothers who have nurtured other children that you treated like your own. You poured into them. Their lives were changed today because of the investment that you made in their lives. We honor moms this morning who have lost children. And you have our special prayers and thoughts today. We always think of Mother's Day as a day of celebration, and, and, and it is. But it's not only that, and we acknowledge that this morning. We acknowledge that for some, and, and likely some who sit among us today. Mother's Day brings with it sometimes challenge. We honor moms who have gone on before us. And if you've lost your mom, we remember those moms with love and affection. One of the most important verses, and maybe, maybe the most important verse about mothers, and in the verse it also addresses fathers, but we today are going to speak especially to mothers, but it's found in Exodus chapter 20 in verse 12. Exodus 20 in verse 12, and this is what the Scripture says. It says to honor, to honor your mother, your father, and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. What I've read to you is the fifth commandment. We're familiar with the Ten Commandments. This is the fifth of those commandments. And it is unique among all of those Ten Commandments because it is the only commandment that was written that comes with a promise. And this commandment directs our attention to the home, which by God's design and God's will is a primary, and I might even say is the primary source of values and morality. Sometimes we think maybe the church is the place and that's the, uh, the center and the primary source, and really God's intention and God's plan from the beginning was that the primary source of values and teaching and godliness and His Word was to be found within the context of a home. Always remember that the home, family, a mother, and a father, and we should never forget that marriage, these are all God's idea. They are part of His plan, and any attack upon 
mother and father and marriage and family as God designed it is an attack upon God Himself. Now, it encourages us all to stand strong, to be courageous, and to be clear that God's plan is a good plan. And it is the only plan to successfully build a society upon. God commands us to show respect and love within our families. And in doing so, we learn to show that same and respect to each other. And we should note that in the verse, and I understand, you know, when we read that verse, honor your father and your mother. We notice that there's no qualifier in the verse. It comes with a promise, and we read the promise, but there's no qualifier that says only mothers who deserve it should be honored. Only mothers that have reached, well, you pick the age, I'm not picking it, uh, Only mothers that have reached a certain age deserve honor. There's no qualifier there. The the commandment is quite simple and straightforward. Honor your father and your mother. And I've talked with people in, in years of pastoring and ministry who, who struggled with that command and talked about the struggle internally that they had because they felt that in some way honoring that they were condoning maybe bad behavior. And I think it's important for us today as we begin just to step into these waters for the next well, I've probably already been close to 10 minutes, maybe another, maybe 25 minutes or so. How many think I can stick to that? How many are counting on it? <laughs> as, we, as we look at honoring our mothers, we, we, we understand that not every behavior, there, there, are, there, there just are, there are stories, there are accounts, and likely some of you have lived them, maybe even are living it today, where you think that to honor my mother means that I have to somehow condone maybe behavior, because the truth is that sometimes bad things happen, sometimes abuse occurs, sometimes mistakes are made. And it's just the truth. But as we think about this command today, and as we especially think about honoring mothers, I hope that as everyone's listening in, that we can gain some understanding about how we should all treat each other. But in honoring, understand that our duty and our responsibility to be obedient to the Word of God and to, be, to live within the commandments that God gave us. 
is not a stamp of approval upon every word, upon every action, upon every deed, upon every undone deed or unsaid word. It's just the commandment, honor your mother. Honor doesn't ignore the fact that mistakes may be made or that abuse may have occurred. But it is also true that the commandment to honor isn't voided because of past behavior. You know, I, I, I count myself blessed and fortunate. I grew up in a home absent of abuse. I grew up in a home absent of the, the, the strain and the struggle of dysfunction. Ours was not a perfect home. Um, but I had a mom and dad who loved God and loved us, and, and, and they weren't perfect. But they treated us well, they loved us, they cared for us, they raised us. And I acknowledge that that's, that's, that's a privilege, and, and, and it's becoming more and more a unique privilege. And we acknowledge that. But the commandment stands even when those things are absent. So we want to talk about that for a few moments this morning. How does God want us to honor our mother? What are the ways that, that Scripture would teach us and guide us? What are the tools that God has put within our grasp to be able to communicate to those in our lives that should be honored, and specifically in our case today, our mother. So first of all, number one, we should honor with our words. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And how true that is. Those who love it will eat its fruit, the scripture says. We've all experienced the sharp pain of sharp words, haven't we? I think we all in the room understand this morning the truth of that verse and the teaching of Scripture. It's, it's been lived out in our own lives that, lives that death and life are in the power of our words. The words that we use are meaningful and the words that we don't use can also contain power. We may find various ways to show or express our appreciation, our affection, our love for those special women in our lives that, that God has placed there, that, that are in our lives, be it our, our wife, our mother, or other women in our lives that nurtured that somehow poured in. And so there are, there are many ways in which we can do it, but I'm not sure that anything can replace the words. And in this case, some specific words. I love you. I believe that, if not all, most would say today that 
Those are special words to hear. And I understand, I understand that words don't come easy to everyone. Now, there are some of you in the room today, words come very easy to you. You were leading the charge during our fellowship greeting today. You had no, no trouble. It was not hard for you to, to reach out a hand, to, to greet someone, to, to just engage them in conversation. Words aren't hard. For some people, words are hard. Sometimes it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come natural. I have a, I have a friend that uh, I haven't been able to do it for a few years, uh, but uh, I hope to do it again maybe this fall. Uh, I have a friend that I go hunting with back in Maine, and we, uh, I like to call myself a hunter. And... Uh, because once a year I put on orange, and I, and I, get, a, I get a gun, and uh, this is the way that we hunt. This is the way that I like to hunt. We get in the front of a pickup truck with a hot cup of coffee and more snacks than you could need in a lifetime, and you ride all day in the front of a pickup truck. And if, and if something's wayward enough enough or distracted enough to step out in in front of you and stand there long enough you'll 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 fumble about and get your gun and get out of the truck and and if and if, and if he's so distracted and and that's another I won't go into that but I think those of you that know what I mean if he if, if he's so distracted and and I'll just explain a little more uh, the reason they're distracted is because they're in love it's that time of year. And uh, if, if, he may, if he remains so distracted through all that, then we, we will get a chance to shoot at it, whether we'll hit it or not. But I think, about, I think about my times with, his name is Herschel. I think about my times with Herschel. Herschel and I can be, uh, and, and some of you will relate to this, can be in the front of a pickup truck for, well, we'll be in, in, the, in, in that truck you know, all day. We, we might get out. Uh, you know, a couple of times. But we, we, we'll be together a, a long time. And we can go literally at least an hour, sometimes two hours, and not say a word to each other. And some people don't believe that. How, you can't do that. How do you do that? Well, it's, it's easy. And I know I'm a preacher, and you think words come easy to me. And, uh, you know, you do that for a living. That's got to be the easiest thing in the world. But really, uh, my comfortable place is in a quiet place. And uh, it's not hard for me to be quiet. But words are valuable. And, and, and we have to overcome that resistance to words. I read a letter once and... It spoke to me, and I, I wanted to share it with you today. It's got an American context, but I think you'll be able to follow it fine. Written by a gentleman, it says, I enlisted shortly after Pearl Harbor. Thirty-six days later, I was on my way to the Philippines, and en route, the Philippines fell to the Japanese, and we were 
rerouted to Australia. Eleven days after we landed, I met the most beautiful girl in the world. On our first date, I told her I was going to marry her. And I did. Eighteen months later, while on a ten-day R&R, rest and relaxation, leave from New Guinea. And after more than 57 years of marriage and two children, my beloved Mary died five days before Christmas. Although we agreed that our ashes were to be scattered over the mountains, I found I could not part with hers. While Mary was alive, she would frequently say to me, you don't know how much I love you. And I would reply, likewise. But I never said, I love you. Now her ashes are on my dresser, where I tell her several times a day, how much I love her, but it's too late. Although I wrote poetry to her, I could not bring myself to say the three words I knew she wanted to hear. As my dearest was dying and we thought she was comatose, I told her, there aren't enough words to tell you how much I love you. And a few hours later, before she died, she whispered, not enough words. The reason I'm writing is to urge men to express their feelings while their loved ones are alive. I don't know why, but many men are reluctant to express the depth of their feelings. And it's signed, Missing Mary. In Colorado. And I read that just as an illustration of the sad truth that many people, and, and I'll speak specifically and especially to the men in the room today, sometimes it can be a specific challenge. It's not only unique to men, but many times it can be a struggle that some have is to kind of climb that hill, as it were, or get over that mountain, or whatever reluctance there might be to honor with the words, to not just carry it in our heart, which is valuable, it's important, it's important to show it in many ways, but I'm not sure that anything can ever replace the words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I would encourage everyone in the room today, everyone listening, to tell the people that you love that you love them. Say it. Say it. Look them in the eye and say it. You don't have to do it right now. Some of you, I think, are... You mean right now, Pastor? (laughs) Not necessarily right now, although if if that's what it takes, go for it. Because that's a start. Communicate your, your affection with words. Because we, we all know how powerful and influential our words are. You see, every one of us has 
an invisible bucket. And for those that God has placed in our lives, it is our responsibility to help fill their bucket every day with our words. So your spouse, your friend, your parents, your children, the people you work with, they all have an invisible bucket. We all have it. And there are lots of things in life that drain the energy from it and have a way of sucking the life out of us discouragement and frustrations and lies and fears and on and on. And that's why the voices of blessing and the voices of encouragement and the voices of affirmation are so important. And you have a voice. God has given you a voice. And God has placed that person in your life. Take that responsibility seriously. And say it. Speak the words. Honor. Honor your mother. We should honor also with touch. How sad that somewhere along the way many people grow out of showing physical affection for those that they love. Many moms, and maybe, maybe even wives, would be deeply moved and blessed by even the simplest physical expression of love. A hug, a kiss on the cheek, a holding of a hand. How many can remember the days of holding hands? Remember back holding hands, what is that? I went to a Bible, I went to a I went to an, a small independent uh, and I, I'll use Holiness Bible College back in the late 70s. We weren't allowed to hold hands. We had a, a two-foot rule. Not that you had to stand on two feet. You couldn't come within two feet of the opposite sex. That was a rule at our Bible schools. I know you, some of you, that's on this planet. I remember when I first came into the Spence family, my, my, my uh, wife's maiden name is Wasson. Uh, her dear father, Gerald, passed away when Bonnie was 18. And in a couple of years later, her mom remarried into the Spence family. I never had the privilege to meet Bonnie's dad. So my father-in-law, the only father-in-law that I've ever known, was a Spence. His name was Vincent Spence. And, and, and again, I'm, and I don't know if this is a New Brunswick thing. I don't, you, you can let me know after church, I suppose. I don't, I'm not sure if this is New Brunswick, if this was a, a Murray Corner thing, or if this was just a Spence thing. I'm not sure. But I remember when I first came into the Spence family, I watched... As men greeted men with a kiss. Hmm. Yeah, they weren't going to the side. It was, and it, you know, just just a quick 
greeting on the lips. And it was affectionate. I mean, not overly, but it was, it was, just, it was just the way that they greeted each other. Must be a, none of you are getting it. Huh? You're not there. Okay, maybe it's a Spence thing. But I'm, I was now married into this family. I remember the first time Vincent came for me. There's a lot of bobbing and weaving going on. You know, and sometimes if you don't want anybody to, and for those of you that struggle with fellowship time, I give you, some of you have already figured this out. If somebody greets you and they have their elbow locked for a handshake, they don't want you coming in. That is a keep your distance. Because if you try to get in, all you do is push them back. If the elbow's not locked, they're fair game. Go in for the hug. Well, I'd get my elbow locked, but with Vincent, it sometimes didn't work. And I didn't want any part of that, right? But you know what? And it's, it's crazy to me. Vincent's been gone now some years now. Crazy as it sounds, it, after a while I acquiesced and... Uh, my attitude changed because of the love that grew in my heart towards him, and I recognized it as a way in which that family communicated love for each other. You know, for many moms, a, a simple physical expression of love might mean, might mean more than all the flowers, maybe more than dinner. Maybe more than a, a diamond necklace. <laughs> that was quite a sigh there. <laughs> I'm not going to call out who that sigh was from. <clears throat> there ought to be a diamond necklace in your future, though, I can tell you that. Um, maybe that's going a little far, I don't know. But God framed us. He designed us to show our affection. And I get it, I get it. Some, for some of us in the room, that's hard. That's hard. I understand. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that maybe it even comes natural. I'm just saying that these are ways in which within the, the confines of Scripture and godliness and God's Word, our words and physical touch, expressions of ways in which God has given us to honor our mother, to honor the people in our lives that, that mean so much to us, that have invested so much. And lastly, number three, we should honor with patience. There may be no one who is more taken for granted than a mother and a wife. Even, even in today's changing home life, of both parents working, which is really the norm today. It's not always true, but it is often still true that it is the, the mom or the woman who carries additional responsibilities of cleaning and cooking and washing and a dozen other roles. And I understand 
that men are stepping up more today in those areas. And my wife's, I know right now, thinking, you're not going to tell them that's you, are you? Because <laughs> I don't have dishpan hands. I will confess that. But I do love to cook for my wife. I love to make meals for her so that she doesn't have to. But maybe no one is more underappreciated some of you might remember a ministry called Focus on the Family. Uh, Dr. James Dobson, um, he read a letter from an 80-year-old woman on her birthday. She says, to all my children, I suppose my upcoming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. This is a good time to tell you that what I truly want are things I can never get enough of, and yet they are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come and sit with me and for you to be relaxed. We can talk or we can be silent. I would just like for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say the first time. I know how tiresome it is to always be repeating but sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience when I think too much about the past with my slowness and my set ways. I want you to be tolerant with what the years have done to me physically. Please be understanding about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited when I try to figure out my bank statement can't remember what time to take my medication or if I took it already. I take too many naps. Sometimes sleep helps to pass the day. Well, there you have it. Time, patience, and understanding. Those are the priceless gifts that I want. Love, Mom. That certainly speaks very powerful to me. My mom's 81. She'll turn 82 this August. I, I'm blessed to still have both mom and dad in my life. They're about eight hours away from where I live. It's the one grief that I carry in my heart, kind of, of, of moving away from Maine and up to New Brunswick, although I have no regrets because we did that following God's will and God's plan for our life. And sometimes... Sometimes God's will leads you away from people that you love. That, that does happen. But it speaks to me because I have an, an 81-year-old mom. I'm going to see her in a couple weeks, God willing. And it speaks to me to remember I can find myself. I have been impatient with my mother. And I regret those times. And, and I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do that. I want to honor my mother. And I realize that one of the ways that I can honor her is just be patient. Be patient with, and you can fill in the blank, you know, it's just as we all get older. We're just not quite as sharp as we used to be. And in the letter it said much of it. it it's just the way... But can't we just find it in our hearts? And especially as followers of Christ, 
I want to lay before you this thought today on this Mother's Day. Honor your mother. Honor the people in your life that have nurtured you, cared for you, loved you, invested in you. Honor them with your words, please. Honor them with physical expressions. I'm glad I love to hug my mother. And I think the next time I hug her, I want to just linger a little longer in that hug. Because there'll come a day when she may not be there to embrace. So cherish the privilege and honor your mother, those in your life that you love with patience. And while Mother's Day is an especially good time to give honor, we remember that the Scripture doesn't point us only to a certain day, but really these principles, these truths about honoring they really expand into our relationships with each other, don't they? I mean, they'll certainly take on a different context outside of mother and father. But they no doubt are ways in which God wants us to bless each other. That God wants us to fill the cup of our neighbor. The people in our lives, rather than poking holes in their vessel and draining the life out of them by being cold and aloof or speaking sharply or harshly or, or discouragingly or avoiding them. And in so doing, we somehow rip holes in their container and drain strength and drain life. Let us be the kind of person, not only on Mother's Day and Father's Day, Father's Day and in special occasions, but in our life, Every day, may we remember to give honor. So this morning, I'd like to invite the worship team to come, if they would. And when you come, just a song of your choosing, maybe just play it softly in the background. And we'll, we're going to be closing in, in a few moments. You know... Today we talked about honoring our mothers. My prayer in coming here today was, Lord, in some way, help me to be a blessing to these dear people at Evangel in Bathurst. May something that I say encourage them, teach them, exhort them. In some way may this day be meaningful in their life and their journey. Not that you'll remember this service or message 10 years from now. That's not the goal. I don't remember what I had for dinner 10 years ago. But it was still food. And it still fed me. Still gave me strength. And still became a part of my journey. That's my goal today have any need necessarily to be remembered but I hope to contribute to your life to your walk 
like to ask you just to bow your heads with me, please, for a moment. I'd like you to just ask yourself a question this morning in closing. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart right now? I'm not sure what I might have said or what song was sung or what words you may have exchanged with someone today that God might use to speak into your heart. But I challenge you right now to take these holy moments and ask the question, Holy Spirit, what's your challenge for me today? Holy Spirit, I pray you will speak into the hearts of your people. A challenge. I pray you'll bring something powerfully to their mind right now. An action, Lord, a step. Something undone that needs to be done. Lord, speak to your people, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Your heads are bowed. And I'd like to pray for any of you in the room who would say, Pastor Tim, in this service today, it might have been in the message or it might have been in the songs or in words of greeting that you've shared with somebody, but somewhere in this service today, God has spoken something to my heart. It seems that I'm challenged or I'm convicted or I'm encouraged in an area or it just seems like God something stood out to me and I believe it could be the Holy Spirit that's speaking to me and I want the courage to act on what God is saying to me I'd love to pray for you I'm not going to call you out I'm not going to ask you to stand uh, on this occasion I'm just going to pray for you right where you are just as you are but I'd like to give you an opportunity. So as your heads are bowed, if you're here today, you just say, Pastor Tim, I believe God has spoken to me today. And when you pray, include me in that closing prayer. I want the strength and I want the courage to act on what I believe God has spoken into my heart. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand long enough for me to see it? God bless you. You, you, and you, and you, and you, and you in the back. Thank you. You can put it up and right back down. God bless you, ma'am. Anyone else, just before I pray? The Holy Spirit is speaking to me, Pastor, and, and I want courage to do what he's saying. Anyone else? God bless you, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for open and hungry hearts today. Thank you for the voice of the Holy Spirit that speaks into your people clearly. And I pray, Lord, whatever that message is, whatever that challenge is, whatever area of obedience that is, whatever is undone that needs to be done, Lord, may we be at it quickly. I pray that any conviction of the Holy Spirit would not leave us easily or quickly, Lord, until we have responded and act upon it. Lord, I pray you'd set a watchman, as it were, at the gate of our mouth. May we be aware of the words that we say and words that we should say. Lord, may we be people of patience like never before. Lord, do your holy work in every heart, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning, we would like to offer a special blessing 
like to invite you to stand with me, if you would, everybody. And listen, I, I, think, I think you're used to this. Uh, I, I'd like to invite all the ladies to come forward this morning. We, uh, we would like to just offer us. I know some of you are like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Hey, it's your day. We'd love to bless you and pray for you. So will the ladies come? Just stand out across here. We want to just pray for you. We want to acknowledge you, and we want to honor you with something special, a prayer. And I believe at the end of the service is also a, a gift for you. So just come in. If you're in an aisle, just come in enough so that those that are maybe coming behind you can get there. Yeah, thank God. Thank God for, for all the ladies in our church today. God bless you. I want all the, I want all the, oh, wow. I think we should have prayed first. We have special gifts. Wow. Okay, just, you're going to get that in just a minute. Can you, we're just going to pray, and then we're going to give them a cupcake, okay? So you ladies, just open your heart. Fellas, you're there. Just maybe reach your hand out towards these ladies, and let's, let's just pray a special blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for all the moms and women and leaders, Lord, nurturers, guiders, Lord, that you have blessed this church with. And Lord, I pray for them today. Lord, you know their journey. You know their journey. You know what they need today from you. I pray that this service has been a part, a little part of filling their cup. I pray that, Lord, today their cup would get filled, that their heart would feel full. Lord, I know that as moms, as nurturers, they can sometimes carry pain and wounds, but Lord, I pray that those might ease today, that the comfort of your Holy Spirit would be there for them, and that Lord, you would encourage them today, and that you would bless them today, and that Father, they would hear from us, and that they would see in the way in which we treat them that we honor them. We honor them. And God, we give you thanks for them. For every one of these that stand here today, we give you thanks for them. And we bless them. And I pray this will be a good day for them. And I pray that, Lord, it'll be a day of strength for them. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you, moms. Amen. We honor you. And I believe, listen, before you go today, I'm going to lead the worship, ask the worship team to lead us in this song. But uh, we have some gifts for you. I think they're here for the ladies. And just make sure, ladies, these look, these look amazing. Huh? Good job, kiddos. Yeah, God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for being in church. Let's, uh, let's sing this together as we go. It's your brain.